0: I'll be dealing with a topic tonight, I've entitled it, Faith Comes by Hearing. Faith comes by hearing. I know you've been waiting for me to preach Come Believing, right? That one will be next week. This time I can three quarters promise. I started working on Come Mm Believing, then... The content was its own sermon, the content for the introduction. So I thought, let's give you faith comes by hearing. I'm sure you can guess what our main verse is, right? Now, we've been dealing with the topic of faith. And for those who have not been there, we talked about how faith is faith, okay? And so you've got to have faith by having faith. That's what we've talked about the last few weeks. To be honest, you can just go check the podcast. But last week we established something that as long as you are a believer, you have the measure of faith. And when you hear this sermon, you understand why every believer has the God kind of faith in them. I'll tell you this. The day you heard the message of salvation, it came loaded with faith already. Think about it. You already believe in miracles. Do you know that? Ha, My friend, you believe that a virgin woman 2,000 years ago, you've never met, you've never seen her photos. (laughs) You've never verified her profile on Instagram. But somehow you believe that she gave birth to the Son of God. And that After a certain man who was there 2,000 years ago died, your sins were set free. You were set free from sin. You became a new creation. My friend, you've got a lot of faith. And you come to church twice a week to hear about this same man. You've got faith. You've got more faith than you think. Praise God. I'm so glad I believe in Jesus. Are you? And so I want us us to share a scripture. Let's look at Romans chapter number 10. When you understand Romans chapter 10, you understand, for example, why you understand how people get saved. You also understand why we don't baptize babies. Let's go. Romans 10. Let's start from verse... It's an argument building, eh? So maybe we can start from verse 12, 13, anywhere. Let's start from 13, just for the sake of the argument being built. Okay. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh Aha. How then shall they call in him whom whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Stay there. So you understand why when it comes to baptism, what did Jesus say? Whoever believes and is baptized. So how can a person believe in somebody whom they've not heard of? They don't even know their own name. So now, how can they call on him whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That's why, you know, there are some people who've been waiting for a sign before getting saved. The only sign you need is a preacher. That's it. It means the appearance of a preacher is an appearance of your salvation. That's the only sign you need. So in case there's somebody here who's been looking for a sign. Hi. Yeah. They call me sign. Praise God. Sign Kaluluma. <laughs> okay. And it says, how shall they hear without a preacher? Uh-huh. Next verse. How shall they preach unless they are sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. Who bring glad tidings of good things? So you've just learned the secret. You want your feet to look beautiful. You've just learned the secret. In God's sight, your feet only look nice if you preach. So ask your neighbor, how good do your feet look? Good. How good do your, how good do your feet look to God? I see people start coming in slippers every Sunday. No, I'm just show off. Okay. Now, then he makes an interesting statement. Let's go. He says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report. You know when Isaiah said this, right? In Isaiah 53, 600 years before this. If you read Isaiah 53, verse 1, it starts by saying, Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed. And he starts talking about Jesus in future tense then in present tense. You've seen that, not so. Come on, we, we all read the Bible. Next verse. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You have to understand this. You have to understand this. If you want to be a person of faith, you have to understand this. How does faith come? By hearing. Hearing what? By the word of God. How does faith come? By hearing. Hearing by what? By the word of God. So if you come into an environment and there's little faith, then it means there's very little of the word of God being preached. Or you find the full counsel of the word of God is being preached. You'll notice in many places where miracles happen, there's something said. There are some places you may say they don't teach the word. Yeah, it's true. But there is something they usually say. They will usually tell people how their miracle is so easy and it can happen in the next five seconds, and for sure it happens. Because how does faith come? By hearing. And hearing by what? By the word of God. I'll say it one more time. How does faith come? By hearing. And hearing by what? By hearing. Let's get to understand something there. So, what this is showing you is that the Word of God contains a package within it called faith. And what is faith? It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So, the Word of God in itself contains faith. That's why, whatever it is that you're hearing, make sure it's the Word of God. Let's look at a few scriptures that would just qualify the statement that the Word of God contains faith. Mark chapter 4, and give me verse 24. I'm sure you know I love this one. One, two, three, go. Next verse. I think this is my most quoted verse of the last one year or so. Now, I want you to notice an interesting correlation there. We are being told, take heed what you hear. And then we're being told that there's something about what you're hearing. There's a measure it comes with. And in the next verse, we're being told whether has more be given. So meaning, in what you're hearing, there's actually a package. There's something that has been reserved for you. There's a package due for you which is locked up in what you're hearing. That's why we're being told, to be careful what we're hearing. What are you hearing? What message are you hearing constantly? You spend... Okay. Now you spend the entire day listening to um, someone who had a very bad breakup and they decide to write an album about it. That's all you listen to. What's contained in that message? What's really being given to you? Okay, it's okay. So I want us to understand something about the Word of God. It contains something. For you to understand this, let's look at two other scriptures. They will help you. We're still in Mark 4. Let's look at verse 30. You know, it's interesting. You should read the entire Mark 4, because after he talks about taking heed what you hear, he immediately goes on to talk about how the, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Look at this. Then he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God or with what parable shall we picture it? Uh, It is like a mustard seed. When it is sown on the ground, it is smaller than all the seeds on earth. Uh But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may rest under its shade that's how the kingdom of God is like it's like a mustard seed let me show you another scripture where the term seed is used is somebody following me so far say I hear you, I hear you. Luke chapter number 8 I want to see something Luke chapter 8 Ah, let's start from verse 1 maybe verse 3 you know verse 5 wouldn't be a bad idea and he says, "A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and to trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. You've, you've read about the parable of the sower, right? Now Jesus decided to explain this parable in verse eleven. What does he say? Now the parable is this: the seed is the word of God. So the word of God is comparable to a seed. We're still talking about faith coming by hearing. You understand? The word of God can be compared to what? To a seed. And we're being shown here that the seed is the word. I did a teaching on this last year called Take Heed What You Hear. And I showed how if you continue reading the parable, Jesus went on to say, the one that fell on the wayside is like that person who hears the word and does not understand it, the enemy will steal it from him. That shows you that you've got the responsibility to digest the word you receive. So you can have the same quality of word being received differently by different people on the same day. But let's look at that. It says, the seed is the word. The seed is the word. So that shows you that the word of God comes packaged like a seed. Now, if we were to do some basic, basic, and I mean at the most basic level of science, we'd say a seed has got three main parts, right? The seed shell, the endosperm, and the little plant. I think it's called an embryo. Basic science. Let's all agree. (laughs) Come on, we learned that in grade two. (laughs) So generally, the seed has got those three main parts. Now, what I find interesting is this. The shell, it covers like a baby plant. Let's just call the embryo the baby plant. But a seed actually comes with a baby plant inside. There's like a baby plant you just can't see because it's a baby. But there's a baby plant in it. And then there is the endosperm, which has got the, the nutrients that that baby plant needs to eat. But what happens is the shell of a seed, it comes with certain mechanisms. It's able to tell what environment it's in. And unless it's put in the right environment, it does not grow. But when it's put in the right environment, it sends signals and the plant begins to develop roots. I hope you're following me. And the roots always go downwards. It always starts downwards. That's how it always begins. Now what does that show you? That even the word of God that is preached, it comes already containing something in it. There's already something inside the word. There's something inside the seed but you will not begin to see it unless it's put in the right environment. I, I hope you're getting me. The word is a seed. Within the word is contained this substance of things hope, for called faith. And so when planted in the right environment, when exposed to nutrients like water and light, what ends up happening? Roots start developing. Before you know it, you're, you're developing <laughs> roots on the inside. Others may not see it yet. You may not see the fruit yet. But as long as the roots have started developing, my friend, that tree is growing stamina. Praise God. Praise God. So the word is a seed. Now it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. What am I trying to say? That within the word, within the word, there is faith inside. There is a substance of things hoped for inside. And when you sow it in the right ground, that thing begins to come alive. And it grows. And we are shown how it grows, right? The kingdom of God is like a seed that's planted. It may look small, but it grows into the biggest tree. Let's keep going. So faith comes by hearing. And hearing by? When you understand this, you'll realize that the word of God is not empty. It's not void. There's something within it. It's always, it's alive, it's potent. There's something within the word. Jesus made a statement in John chapter 6, verse 63. He said, the words that I speak, He says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So that shows you. Now, when it comes to the word of faith, this is beyond being positive. In the book of Proverbs, we are told that death and life lie in the power of the tongue. But with this, I mean, he's now talking about spirit and life goes beyond that it's beyond being positive Jesus was saying there's something contained in my words there's, something, there, there's a package in my words and you know it may sound so let me tell you the most amazing thing can you imagine the kingdom of God was contained in words such that he told them that some of you are waiting to see something but it's already within you why? they had heard his message praise God the word contains spirit. The word contains life. And I can tell you that there, things respond to it. Look, look at Hebrews 4.12. The Bible says, the word of God, it says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart right there. It says, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. Before it even talks about dealing with your body, it shows you that the word of God can deal with your soul. It can go right to your soul. Do a divine operation on it. Divine healing from emotional wounds is possible. You can recover from those issues. You can recover from those unfortunate circumstances even if you don't understand them. The Bible says, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. And you know why I'm talking like this? Because as I'm talking like this, those words are containing that healing that's needed. The trouble sometimes, if you are to ask me, is we're just not bold enough to say it. But it's very possible. After the Bible says anything is possible to those who believe. It just depends on your definition of the word anything. <laughs> Praise God. If, if, you, if you still want to remain in the realm of waking up every day, that's the miracle. Praise God. Praise God. That, that can be a forever miracle. However... In the Bible, whenever a miracle was spoken about, it was a divine, it was a divine intervention in the natural realm. It was something supernatural superseding something natural. It was a natural law being broken by a divine one. Praise God. And I will tell you something. Anything is possible. But let's let's continue. Calm down, Fred. So the word contains faith. You want faith, it comes by the word. Within it, there's something. Don't forget that picture of a seed and inside there's a little plant. But you have to sow it into the right ground. So within the word, there's spirit, there's life. Within the word, there is spirit, there's life. Within the word, there's health. Within the word, There is prosperity within the word. It it, it, it contains everything. It's got the material that built the world. And these spiritual things can be interpreted physically. Let's look at a few examples where we see that faith comes by hearing. So the level of faith you have is determined by the scriptures you've read, the revelation of the scriptures you've read, and even the messages you have heard. It's also determined by who preaches to you. It's determined by who preaches to you. Let me let, let, I'll give you an example. I'm so glad there are certain things I never heard. I only heard them later. By the time I heard them, I developed too many roots in other areas. I'm so glad. For example, um, if if I believed... Okay, I'm free to talk, okay? If I believed the messages that said, you know, when God wants to prepare you, it takes a minimum of 30 years. Oh, I'm telling you. Jesus prepared for 30 years for a three-year journey. You've only been in the faith one year and you want to preach the gospel. How long did the Apostle Paul prepare? Anyways... <laughs> In what I heard, the first, for me, there are certain things I read too quickly. You know when I was 17? Ah, when I was 16, I was in my gap year, because I, I completed high school about 15. So when I was 16, I spent two days of my week usually going to UTH to look for sick people to pray for. Two days of my week. I had heard too much by then. I just needed, I had somewhere to unleash it. I was like, uh, by then, I wasn't well known to be invited, so I would invite myself. I would, uh, <laughs> any person who I can, I would invite myself to their house. Some of the things I did. I remember one time, um, there's this lady at, there was this lady at, uh, at church, and she told me she was living with her older sister, I think, and like, and I thought, let me just go preach to her older sister. So I, I tried to go tell her older sister there's a man of God coming tomorrow. <laughs> and, and I remember I walked in and she looked, she's like, "This is the man of God." I had read too much by then. I was not in the, I preached the word, yeah, and, and I preached it, and I preached it. And I said, can I pray for you? And she says, uh, okay, let's do this. You'll be praying for me. I'll be praying in the bedroom. I've never understood how that worked. As she was walking, I said, the name of Jesus, she comes back. She came back. When she came back, I held her hands, and the power of God hit her. She fell to the ground. And, you know, those things were new to me back then. So everything in me was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll never forget, and her kids, reading in What have you done to her mother? What's going on? And I said, pick up, pick up. <laughs> Take it one more time. <laughs> the thing is, is, I'd heard too much. As far as I was concerned, when I was reading the Bible, I was not the woman with the issue of blood. As far as I was concerned, I was the one transmitting the power of God. So if I heard anyone is not well, I'll be there. If I heard this and this is happening, I'll be there. Did it always work? No. Did that frustrate me? No. I went for the next. I heard too much. I, the first thing I read, I remember I was reading Matthew 10, and I saw where Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So as far as I was concerned, ministry is easy. So by the time I was hearing the ministries hard sermons, I was too convinced that it's easy. I'll tell you, it's easy. It works anywhere. Anywhere we go, we, we, we work. We, we, we don't fail to do anything. Check all the Dominion Knights. They are all successful. Check the one we're having in March, the one in the Build. You'll be successful. We can't fail at it. It's not possible. Someone came and asked, what if you fail at me? It's not possible. I don't even know how to. It's not possible. You can think it's pride. This is the way I talk to myself all the time all the time. Some of these guys have been with me in private. Sometimes I'll just be walking and I'll say, I can't feel at anything. It's not possible. There's nothing I can feel. There's nothing. It's not possible. Why? I've got the mind of Christ. I think like Him. I've got the life of God in me, in every fiber of my being. Every part of my body responds to the life of God. Nothing dies in my hands. It's not possible. It's not possible. No, no, no. It's not. Now you begin to meditate on that. You begin to talk like that. You, be, you, you start seeing the fruits. Let's go back to scriptures. I'm getting excited. I'm trying to show you that faith comes by hearing. It comes by hearing. That's why be careful with some things that you believe. Be careful with some things you believe. Especially some of these common sayings. That sound very... Spiritual, but they are not. It's okay. God helps those who help themselves. There are are certain things you can help yourselves with, but there are certain moments. (laughs) There are certain things where this can only be God. Like, this is 100% God. I didn't help him in any way. I was coming back from Kenya, not this time I went, the other time when I went there. The day I reached, the day I entered in Kenya, when we were driving to, it was during the election period, so Uhuru and Rayola, where their their people used to have scheduled protests. Rayola's people used to protest every Monday and Friday, it was scheduled. And I arrived on a Monday. So I just noticed there were huge rocks in the road when we were going back. I was like, what's going on? Like, no, they were just protesting. I was like, yeah, okay. And um, I found out, apparently the protest only finished because the police ran out of tear gas and the protesters thought it wasn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> so now, I was, I was scheduled to travel back on a Monday and I remember I'm watching on TV and the protests have started and I was in Kakamega and Kakamega, but the bus, no, the, the, the flight to Nairobi, we had to get it from, a so certain place near Kakamega, where the flight is. And that place was Rayola's stronghold. So I asked the gentleman who was hosting me, saying, are the roads safe? And you know when preachers give you certain answers, just know. you're like, I know, by the grace of God, yeah. <laughs> At that point, you don't really want to hear by the grace. You want to hear by the flesh, eh? and in, in, those, in, in those moments. <laughs> and so we started over. I remember I texted some people and said, guys, pray for us, they are protests and those guys can protest, and we're driving, and then suddenly there was a heavy rain, and all the protesters cleared off the road, and the moment we reached the airport, the rain stopped. How did I help myself there? How is that helping yourself? Or how you must be nice to others on your way up because you need them on your way down. <laughs> what if you're not coming down? <laughs> Just be nice to others because you're a nice person. <laughs> okay, you know what, it's okay. It's okay. There is such a thing called glory to glory. But let's look at, at the scriptures. Come on. I want us to see two examples of how faith is contained in the Word of God. Acts chapter 14, verse 8. I want us to see this. The Bible says... So now, here you are. There is something wrong in your body. You keep reading stories about people who have died out of that thing that is wrong in your body. Keep Googling, keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on. But there are enough stories also about people who've survived, people who've been healed, people who've been touched. But you keep, you keep. Read about those who've recovered from that situation, read about those whose lives have changed. You want to read about people who say, no, it never really goes away. The pain will never really go. so. Is that what the scripture says? That who told them that? Their own experience. Okay. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. I like this because this is in the book of Acts. And... This is after Jesus was already resurrected. That shows you miracles continued to happen. Don't listen to people who tell you miracles stopped with Jesus. That's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell to stop the body of Christ from experiencing God's works. Because even in 1 Corinthians, writing to believers, Paul is teaching them about the workings of miracles. So now, and then these things, there is nothing like a spiritual significance. Guys, this was just a man who was crippled. There is no special revelation. He was a man who was crippled. Okay. And in this story, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. Okay. It wasn't like a crippling in his finances. It was a physically he was a cripple. Okay. Let's look at this. And This man must have been crippled. In his mother's womb, if you did a scan, you'd have found him crippled. This man heard Paul speaking. What's the key word there? He heard. There is something he heard. There must have been a way Paul spoke. There must have been something Paul spoke about. There must have been a way Paul presented Jesus. And he says, this man heard Paul speaking. What happened? He heard. And within the word, what was contained? The substance of what he needed. So where did his faith come from? It came from the word. And look at what it says. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. Where did the faith come from? From what he heard. What did he do? Said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he did, the guy didn't. He leaped and walked. This guy was ready for it, my friend. He was ready. He was ready. He leaped and walked. I always joke around with uh, my friend, Pastor Daniel, always saying, you know, we hear how everyone says no, yeah, God was calling me into ministry. I didn't want any. By the time he was calling me, I wanted it. <laughs> I was ready. I was like, God, call me now, like, <laughs> any now, I've read enough scriptures. I've got enough sermons, like, anytime, call me. <laughs> like, no wonder the moment he said, go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so The man heard something, and faith, Paul could literally perceive faith. Why? There was something he heard, and he grabbed a hold of it. He grabbed the hold of that seed. He became good ground for that seed. And Paul said, let's accelerate. This one won't be a slow one. In the name of Jesus, walk! So he must have heard about Jesus the miracle worker. How sad if he's only been introduced to you as the one who forgives sins. There's more. What did did Peter say about Jesus? He said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. And how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. I received, the, I think, a message two, three days ago. Somebody gave me a, a, a message and they were talking about something, a certain kind of dream they kept having. And they told me, I feel helpless. Pray for me. And they said, Oh, this one, this one, this one needs, they need to hear something. They need a Luke ten nineteen. They need to realize that they can get that devil. They, 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 we need to take them back to Sunday they school. Need, they, they need to hear that song. They need to hear Nico And do you know that stuff works. I'll, I'll never forget. There was a time we were, we're, we're just—I think I was maybe 15, 16, We were just doing, you know, the usual thing. We were casting out some demons at home, and um, one of my little cousins was around. And whenever we'd be praying, he would always be with us. He was like, "I don't know what he was. I was Daniel, then five, six, somewhere there." And what happened is, there's this demon that manifested, and then stayed running towards him. And the guy just woke up, in the name of Jesus! <laughs> he was too exposed! He was too exposed! Praise God. <laughs> and I remember afterwards, we were having career day at school. And, you know, you're all supposed to dress up the city way. The guy demanded for a white suit. <laughs> Let's look at another one. Matthew chapter number 4, verse 22. I'm trying to show you that your faith is linked to the word that you hear. So you're trying to build faith in a certain area. Meditate on the word in that area. Your faith is linked to the word that you hear. Aha. Verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee. Doing what? teaching in all their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. I must mention something, though. I must mention that they are what are called the teachings of Jesus, and they are what are called the doings of Jesus. I'll say that again. There's the teachings of Jesus, there's the doings of Jesus. Can I just show that to you, just quickly? Just a side note. Luke 1. Now, we know the book of Luke was written by Luke. You know, it's so funny. Sometimes when you ask people who are the 12 disciples, somehow Luke gets mentioned. <laughs> Luke 1. Give me verse 1. Uh-huh. In as as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us. Give me the King James. Those things which have been fulfilled. In order to take a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. I just want you to see this. Uh even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. He's writing to a guy called Theophilus. Uh It seemed good to me, having had perfect understanding of all these things from the first, to write unto thee, most excellent Theophilus, Uh that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. Am I using too many thousands? Uh-huh. maybe give me, give me the previous verse give me the New King James that you may know the certainty of those things which you were instructed so in this one he's writing about the things that have been instructed Right? give me Acts 1 same preacher from verse 1 The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. So they are the doings of Jesus and they are the teachings of Jesus. So there's the doings, there's the teachings. So sometimes you come for a service and there's more doings. Sometimes there's more teachings. Don't be uncomfortable. There are the doings and there are the teachings. So we're in Matthew 4, right, verse 23. And notice Matthew 4, verse 23, you will see both teaching and doing. I'm so glad he does. Ain't you glad Jesus does things? Ain't you ready for him to do things in your life? And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Uh-huh. Then his fame went throughout all Syria. His fame went throughout all Syria. That sentence in itself gets to me. You know what it means? If you read other renderings, I think it's in Mark 4, where it presents it as news about him spread. The question is, what did they hear about him? What news spread about him? It was spread that there was this man who was teaching, and he was healing. Look at their next actions. And they they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torment, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. Why did they bring him those people? Because there was something they had heard about him. Listen, they weren't getting all those people and taking it to some random person, saying, oh, let's just take you to some random person and perhaps something random will happen. No, there's something they heard about Jesus. So when they heard about him, they brought certain people to him. You'll notice that if certain people are brought to certain services, then there's something they've heard about that service. If no one is ever brought in, there's nothing that has ever been heard about that service. Mm -hmm. So what does that show you? Where did their faith to bring all these people to him come from? It came from what they heard. It came from the information they heard. That shows you that whenever the word of God is presented, it doesn't matter who is presented it. You know, it's interesting. Even if it's, even if it's a sinner saying it, the word of God in itself is the power of God unto salvation. The word of God in itself is powerful. It doesn't matter who is, who's actually saying it. In itself, it contains power. The seed has the plant in itself. It doesn't matter who's planting it. Except a skillful planter will know how to plant But what I'm trying to say is that the seed in itself contains the substance for it to grow. The word contains the faith in it. Stop looking for faith anywhere else but the word. Are you following me? Now someone may ask, Pastor, where is this same word? We want it. Where is it? Very simple. Romans chapter number 10. The day I read this verse, I knew one day I would close the service with it. <laughs> verse 8. One, two, three, go. Go. It's not far away. As I've been speaking this message, it's near you. Where is it? It's in your mouth. Use it. Where is it? It's in your heart. Grow it. What's in your mouth and your heart? This message of faith we're preaching. The word of faith that we preach. I just sense we need to start believing God for certain personal things. Some people here you have been putting on specs for too long. You know how as people grow older their sight gets dimmer also? Imagine you're one of those people who as you grow older your sight gets better. The word is near you. The word is near you. It's not far away. It's not being hidden in some place. It's not playing hide and seek. The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. So what must we do then? We must come believing. You can imagine we've got an opportunity to approach his throne every day. And we are told that we can obtain mercy. In you can approach his throne and obtain something. There's a way you approach his throne that causes you to obtain. And that's what we'll be looking at next week. Praise God.